Shapers on Jazz FM. Listen in color. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. Sergio Mendes with Mas K. Nother. Good morning. This is me, Elliot Moss, here on Jazz FM with Jazz Shapers. It's the place, I know you know the drill, but I'm going to tell you anyway, the place where you can hear the very best of the people shaping the world of jazz, blues and soul. And I put them right alongside in the face of their equivalents in the world of business, a business shaper. I'm very pleased to say I have a very impressive young business shaper here today called Daniel Gandesha. He is the CEO and founder of Property Partner. They're a crowdfunding property investment business and a very natty one too. You'll be hearing lots from Daniel very shortly. In addition to hearing from Daniel, we'll be hearing from our programme partners at Mishkondorea, some words of advice for your business. And as well as that, of course, we've got some brilliant music from the shapers of jazz, blues and soul, including Madeline Peru, Louis Prima, B.B. King and this from Richard Bowler. Richard Boner with Cubaneando, I hope I said that properly. A bit of a Latin theme this morning. I'm sure we'll move across onto other forms and genres as well very shortly. Dan Gandesha is my business shaper today here on Jazz Shapers. He's the CEO and founder of Property Partner. They describe themselves as a crowdfunding platform for the world of property. Um, thank you very much for joining me. Is it Dan or Daniel? What would you prefer? Dan's great, and uh, thank you for having me. That's a pleasure. Dan, I'm pleased we can do Dan, or you can call me L if you want. I, d- I don't mind. Tell me a little bit about the business. Just uh, let's set the, set the scene a little bit. What, it, what is exactly that you do and how long you've been going for? Sure. So um, Property Partner is a property crowdfunding platform and trading exchange which for most people will mean absolutely nothing so a way of describing I'm pleased it, you said that yeah. That's good. <laughs> absolutely yes. you're absolutely right so now you're <laughs> going to tell me what, it, what all that stuff means well I'm sure we'll get into it in a bit more detail but a good analogy to describe property partner is uh, a stock exchange and we're essentially a stock exchange for residential property um, and I'll come back and give you a little bit more more detail um, but the, the company was founded in 2014 we had a long period of regulatory approval and technology build and we launched in January 2015 uh, so just over a year and a half ago, and since then, over 8,000 people have invested through the platform, and they've invested $34 million between them, funding the purchase of 238 properties up and down the country so far. Now, uh, there's so many bits to unpack from this, but I, as I mentioned earlier, you're pretty young, you're in your early 30s, um, you've just described a relatively complicated set of things you've talked about buying property you've talked about technology to support investments you've talked about over 8000 customers i don't know if you call them customers or clients or investors or whatever this idea and we'll get into the nuts and bolts of how you even start to unpack all those things and build them this idea where did it emanate from dan was it a personal experience of yours it was yeah so it came off the back of my own frustration so i'm a finance guy by background i qualified as a chartered accountant with kpmg many years ago um, and that was outside of london and i bought a house outside of london i moved to uh, the southwest of london clapham 
And over the years, I saw lots of areas that I wanted to invest. You know, back then, Ballam was an up-and-coming area. I could see nice coffee shops popping up, more estate agents spreading down the road. And I quite liked the idea of being able to invest there, but I couldn't. I didn't have the time or the money. Over the years, uh, I accumulated um, you know, a little bit of money, and, and now time was the, the blocker because you know, investing in property is more like starting a business than making a simple investment. So one day I was walking down Upper Richmond Road in Putney, and there was a big house for sale, and I imagined a stock ticker on the side of that house, and I thought, well, why can't it be that simple? And if you think about it for a minute, you know, with a stock exchange, if I want exposure to a specific company, I don't need to buy the whole thing. I can just buy a piece of it. During the period of my ownership, I'll receive an income stream in the form of a dividend. And when I want to sell, I can simply sell on platform at a price that reflects the underlying value of the asset. So that's where the, the idea came from. My own frustration and a feeling that it could be as simple as a stock exchange. And that was late 2013. And what was born off the back of that was Property Partner. Of course, we all have those feelings as we walk past uh, for sale signs on a on a road uh, near where we live. I'm sure, amazing that you can jump to something so simple um, of uh, just a, a walk around a place. Interesting stuff. Lots more come up from my business shaper. That's Dan Kandesha. He's the founder and CEO of Property Partner. Time for some more music. This is BB King, and it's appropriately called "Paying the Cost to Be the Boss." Paying the cost to be the boss from BB King. Dan Gandesha is my business shaper today. He's a CEO and founder of Property Partner, and you very um, precisely described what it what it is that you do and where the idea came from. When you have that kind of idea, that is what I would call a big idea, Dan. The first thing that happened after that was what? Did you start writing things down furiously? Did you talk to people? What do you do when you have a sort of breakthrough idea like that? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, at the time, I was in Berlin, and uh, I was there for a, a, a tech conference, actually. And um, the conference had finished, and my wife and, and some friends were flying over for a few nights out. And uh, I'd just come up with the idea. I told them about it. And uh, we'd go out during the day, and then everyone would come back to the hotel, go to bed. And I, would, I stayed up every night and just carried on developing the idea. I got into work on the Monday morning and resigned my job. And uh, Just like that? Yeah, just like that. But it was a little bit more complicated because um, the person I resigned to was was quite interested in my idea and asked me a little bit about it and said well that sounds sounds really interesting tell me more and sounds very complicated you're going to need some regulatory approval and I said yeah absolutely he said do you even know this is legally possible and I said uh, no um, but look I'm not going to find out if I carry on um, doing my job because I work very long hours and very committed to it so I'm just going to throw myself into it and um, and uh, they said look you know come back in a week's time when you've had a chance to think about this and uh, in in that week I spent a lot of time with a lot of different uh, law firms and realised um, and established that it was legally possible it was very complicated but understood exactly how we would go about the, 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 the legal process and then resigned again um, and uh, three months later when I finished that job I, I was on uh, working on property partner full time 
And, uh, and from then, it was really about getting people around me that could help accelerate the process. So um, we did a small funding round and bought some shareholders into the company. One of the notable first angel investors was a chap called Ed Ray, who was co-founder of Betfair and took that from um, inception all the way to IPO for $1.4 billion in London. So one of the early fintech pioneers, and, and we're quite often described as fintech. And, uh, and Betfair was a marketplace as well, people on either side placing bets against one another and on property partner we're a marketplace as well so we thought very carefully about you know really getting people around us that could help accelerate that 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 process um started to build out the team and and that was really the 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 beginning stages of the journey incredibly brave decision to make and make it twice by the sounds of it which is kind of funny um did you think you had it in you i mean had you thought about doing your own thing did that come from a a family that had done that kind of thing or was it a bit of a surprise even to yourself yeah I'd thought many times about doing my own thing before and, and I was one of these kinds of people that would have an idea um, quite regularly and sort of develop it a little bit and get 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 interested in it but nothing that was really quite as significant as property partner uh, but also it coincided nicely with the right time in my life you know I felt that I'd developed my career I had um, it just felt like very good timing I, I was I was going to be getting married down the line having having kids and I knew it'd be much harder uh, if I waited any longer so it's those things sort of aligned and a quick answer was it a risk at that point for you yes or no in your own head I didn't think about it that way obviously objectively it was a risk because I was resigning a job walking away from financial package and so on but um, you think about the counterfactual you think about when I retire will I regret what would I regret more? Would it be not doing it or, or would it be um, the financial risk? And, and at that point, it was pretty clear what decision I needed to make. I just needed to go for it because otherwise I'd always regret not doing so. Find out what happened next when Dang and Desha went for it. Stay with me for much more here on Jazz Shapers today. Latest travel in a couple of minutes. And before that, some words of wisdom from our programme partners at Mish Kondaret for your business. Hi, I'm Richard Leadham, Head of Insurance Litigation at Mish Kondaret. We have clients who come to us who have claims against insurance companies and often they face the problem themselves, which is why they need to claim. And they're very concerned about the cost of bringing that claim. And what I say to them is, don't worry about the cost of it. There's a concept out there called litigation funding where funders will come in. um, If you've got a good claim, we'll back your claim, invest in it. And yes, they want a cut of what you recover, but in return, they cover the costs of your litigation so you don't have to worry about something which is a real worry to a lot of clients. There's a pretty sophisticated market out there of funders who I've worked with over the years. They access private money, university funds, property funds and hedge funds and the rest of it. And litigation is seen as quite a good investment to make at a time when investment returns generally for capital are really low, whereas a a funder can get 25-30% back from a piece of litigation. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. You're listening to Jazz Shapers here on Jazz FM every Saturday morning. I'm very lucky because I have the privilege of talking to someone who's gone and done it, gone and taken the risk, even though they hadn't seen it like that, and have created their own business. Um, and if you've missed any of the many, many fantastic people I've interviewed in the past, go into iTunes, put in the words Jazz and Shapers, and you'll find them all over there. My um, go and do it person today, business shapers today, is Dan Gandesha. He's the founder and CEO of Property Partner, and they are um, a kind of a stock exchange, if you like, for 
for investing in the bits of properties that you quite fancy versus buying the whole thing. And that's his description, sort of, sort of um, uh, earlier that, that Dan gave me. Dan, you were talking about, um, and you said it in the way that people that that have just gone and done it do say. You said, and yeah, then we went to we got some investment, first round investment. I went to this guy called Ed Ray, and he'd had quite a successful go. I mean, that access and that ability to find the right people to go and get the funds to make the case to get backed. How did that happen? And how you have raised a lot of money. I mean, you raised in excess of ten million. It's easily north of probably towards fifteen. How have you done that? Why have they believed in you? And how did you first that very first raise? How did it happen? Yeah. So. Um We've um, we've actually raised over twenty two million of venture finance now. We did another funding round in in February of this year, which was fifteen point nine. Um, but I think when it comes to raising money for a venture, it's one of the smaller challenges. You know, an entrepreneur's job is to solve problems, and chances are the business you're building is is a much harder problem to solve than than the raising the capital. And for me, it was um, really engaging with people that could give me advice and uh, along the way they decided that they wanted to invest Um, and if they hadn't have decided that they wanted to invest then there would have been another way to 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 go about it and it really was just focusing on the problem at hand which was how do we allow the world to invest in property in this totally new way and um, along along the way you then attract um, people that, that are passionate about your idea and excited about the way that you're you're thinking about it. You very early on said, look, we had this technology platform to build. We've got properties to invest in. How, um, tell me, help me understand this bit. The properties themselves, who owns them? Have they been bought by a vehicle outright and then do you let people invest? How does it work? Sure. Um, so we typically buy an entire investment block. So we will buy a block of flats. It might be several flats within a larger block or buy the whole block. And that is presented on our platform um, with photos, floor plans, charter surveys, independent valuation. People can read all of that information online on our website at propertypartner.co. Oh, oh, there was a plug. There we go. There we go. Um, Didn't take long. And uh, and then they simply fund their user account and click invest. And what's actually happening in the background is there's a UK limited company set up for every single investment and every property or every block is held by a UK limited company and people are becoming shareholders in that company. Every company is segregated from the assets and liabilities of the other investments and of our company property okay. partner. And then every month people receive their share of rental income and we revalue the their shares regularly and they can trade on platform whenever they want to. How do you know which, I mean, this is a dumb question because I'm a dumb person. How do you know that you're buying a winner? I mean, how you've obviously got property experts as part of this team or are they outsourced? Is that, or how does that bit work? Sure, yeah. So um, our director of property, which who leads our property team, was formerly global director of residential property at RBS. Before that, at RBS, he was overseeing 22,000 units. Uh, Before that, he ran a £500 million residential fund. So one of the UK's most experienced residential investment professionals. There's a team beneath him of uh, professionals too. They source the assets, they negotiate price, and and they present them on our website. But then it's down to the investor to take their view. Now, it might be that they um, particularly like London because the economic story of London, but then the yields are lower, so that that would be a view that they're taking. Or they may like something that we're putting on in, say, Lincolnshire, where the yields are a lot higher, but it's a slightly different um, local GDP story. We present all of that investment case information on our website. We believe in every asset that we put on, and then it's down to the investor to decide whether or not they want to take um, their view on that particular one. 
Much more coming up from Dan, my business shape today, Dan Gandesha. But time for some more music right now. And again, it's appropriate. I tell you, Dom's having a stormer today. It's called Don't Wait Too Long, and it's from Madeline Peru. Madeline Peru with Don't Wait Too Long, and you shouldn't wait too long, because if you really uh, you really have a vision, you should go and get on and do it. That's what my business shaper, Dan Gandesha, would say anyway. So you're only a couple of years in, and obviously you're, it seems like things are going the right way. These first few years, beyond that initial, I've got this idea, I, I've got the, the shape of the things I've got to answer, what are the kinds of challenges that you're now facing? What's uh, phase two looking like, or phase three, or wherever you think you might be in? So there are always challenges to overcome, and it always feels as though um, there, there's a, there's an endless list of them. And you know what we're setting out to to build is a is a global exchange where investors all over the world will be able to invest in property assets all over the developed world. And when you put it into that context, we're very much at the beginning. You know we're UK only today. Um, yes, we've got eight thousand investors, but but we're looking to to build a platform that that allows millions of people to invest through it. So right now, for example, our platform is. Um, is in its early stages so it, for the for the mass market it's still complicated to decide which investment to make um, we still need to iterate around our, our marketing messages how we position ourselves how we help the investor decide what their investment strategy will, will be um, so there's so many things that we're still very much at the beginning of and what we've now got though is is 8,000 customers that we can learn from. So what we do is we spend a lot of time engaging with those customers, working out which new features they need us to build, how they think about what they need next, and that allows us to develop very closely around um, you know, what is actually demanded rather than what we think um, they'll need. It sounds very organised, but I'm guessing that behind the scenes you are uh, like a swan underneath kicking like hell. Are you um, full on? in the way that you were two years ago is it still an absolute passion that 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 um, consumes you all, all day all night and weekends as well yeah totally um and i don't see that ever changing it's the first thing uh, i think about in the morning it's the last thing i think about when i go to bed i check our stats before i go to I bed i won't tell your wife that, <laughs> she knows um and um and typically i wake up in the night with a few ideas that i jot down and, and um you know this this is just life in a startup it's it's your passion it's not a job and um and it's 24 7 um you know i uh I remember the, the day that my wife and I got married. She was walking through reception. We were in Italy um, with with flowers, going to the venue, and I was on the on the hotel at the hotel desk signing investment documents. Um, the day that that she went into labour with our first child, I was walking her around Putney Park to get the contractions to develop, and I was on the phone closing our Series A. You know, none of these things wait. Um, it, it's really about. Um, I like to say, you know, work-life integration rather than um, uh, balance. Um, but that's okay. You know, if you enjoy it, then um, it's not an issue. Work-life integration, you heard it here first, and you're probably right. Final chat coming out with uh, Dan. Plus, we'll be playing a track from Louis Prima. That's after the latest Traffic and Travel. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. like it's gonna hail Baby, baby, it looks like it's gonna hail You better come inside, let me teach you how to jive and wheel Oh, you gotta jump and jive and then you really gotta jump and jive and 
That was Louis Prima with a super duper upbeat number. Uh, jump, jive and wail. Uh, I hope you like that. I did. Dan Gandesh is with me just for a few more minutes. And if you haven't been listening, he's the CEO and founder of Property Partner. And we've had a really good um, uh, explanation of, of what it is that you what it is that you do and what you've created. I mean, it's pretty extraordinary from a signing start that you've now, as you said, it, it got twenty two million pounds of investment. You've got eight thousand uh, investors that are happy uh, buying, you know, bits of of property. And as you said, you've kind of got a global ambition in there that's going to come out. You don't look stressed, okay? You talked about on your wedding day you were doing this, and when you're going to labour, well, not you, but your wife was going to labour you. <laughs> that would be a, that would be another that would be a scoop here on Jezebel. <laughs> um, it wasn't that, but you know that that you just seem you look like a happy guy. You don't have the the stressful uh, stressful look. But what does stress you, Dan? If you're honest, what are the bits when you go? Actually, that's not very easy. That's hard. Um, I think the reality is that, that, that there are lots of stressful moments and. Um, I think one of the biggest things is trying to combine home life and 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 work life. So, for example, when uh, Joshua, my son, was born, the first six weeks were brutal. Um, trying to, we, you know, we launched the business publicly in January. He was born in March, and um, that that was the most stressful time of my life. Um, Exhaustion, yeah, absolutely. But just stress, you know. He wasn't feeding very well. He was losing weight, and then you know you've got the launch of the business. So those sorts of things can, you know, they 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 they're really testing. Um, but um, you know, you've got you've got to enjoy the journey of building a company because it, it continues for years and years and years. Um, it's not it's not a short term thing. So if you don't enjoy it, then it's really not a good choice really do you find little islands of sanity and if so in this speedy journey you're on if so how and what are, what do they look like um i try and find a bit of time in the day to to put my headphones on and um and that's how i concentrate and and, and get things done and uh that's that's pretty helpful i think that's 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 good and also i try and get home at least three nights a week in time to bath my son um and that's really nice so we can spend some time together i get to put him to bed and even if i need to carry on working afterwards after he's gone to sleep then then that's fine but it just gives me that time to make sure i've got a bit of balance in my life and then you know that that sort of keeps me sane listen it's been really good chatting to you i i'm sure you're going to do fantastically well and uh, no doubt in a few years we'll have you back and your empire will be just that it will cross continents i hope uh, because it sounds like a fabulous idea and it sounds like you know what you're doing which is uh, a pretty good combination just before i let you go um what are we going to be playing next and why um, I've chosen Soul to Soul, Keep on Moving, and um, I'd be lying if I say I chose it myself. It's actually one of my colleagues, Justin Hubble, our general counsel, and um, he's actually, I think, I'm sure the only general counsel in the UK that used to run club nights. Uh, he's, a, he's a mad music fan, so uh, this one's for Justin. Fantastic. How about that for team? Here it is. It's Soul to Soul, one of my favourites too, with Keep on Moving. That was Keep On Moving from Soul to Soul, the song choice of my business shaper via one of his team, actually, um, Dan Gandesha. What a brave guy, someone who knew he, he wanted to take the plunge, and he did it. 
someone who has exhibited a real ability for understanding what needs to be done and he has addressed all those points as he's built this relatively complex business into a really strong proposition and someone who is day by day grappling with the notion of integrating his work life and his home life and with young children he's doing his very best to make it work it's all really good stuff do join me again same time same place that's next saturday for another edition of jazz shapers here on jazz fm but in the meantime stay with us because coming up next it's nigel williams jazz shapers on jazz fm in partnership with mish it's business but it's personal